Hello and welcome back to The Voices Around You, a podcast designed to discuss different topics around us in the world from a millennial's perspective. A lot of people like playing sports. Some people play till they're done with high school and others try to continue playing in college or even make it to pro level. But how easy is it to play sports while going to school? On today's podcast, my guest Mo Abdullahi will be sharing his journey with playing sports while pursuing a degree from a millennial's perspective. I'm in the studio today with Moa Abdullahi to speak a little bit about being an athlete while being a student. So, hello, Mo, How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, you know. Living that dream, you know. <laughs> so, Mo, before we get started uh, into our topic, uh, tell me a little bit about you. About me? Um, well, I'm from originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. And, uh, you know, I'm a family guy. I love it. And then... um. I went to school at Roseville Area High School, which is the suburbs of St. Paul, and then um, I played traveling basketball, and then went to Hibbing for two years, got my AA degree, and then um, went to UW Stout for a year, didn't like that, stopped school for a semester, and then worked at an airport for that semester, yep, and then I came to UW Superior, and I'm studying finance and management here now. So what sport do you play more? Growing up, people around me played uh, soccer, and uh, I liked soccer, but then uh, my true passion was always basketball, and I loved basketball. And then I've always wanted to make a career, but uh, growing up, my parents, all they cared about was like school and everything. So like, I didn't have a, like enough time to like, play basketball and like go to school because my parents were like immigrants from Ethiopia. So it took a while to readjust, and by then I was like kind of late, so I had to like, I just went to school, pretty much just went to school through high school, didn't play high school basketball, only played traveling basketball. Went to Hibbon for two years. I was the third leading rebounder. So you said you played travels? Yeah. It, uh, so what is travels? It's like uh, AAU basketball. It's like... um. What's AAU? AAU. Well, it's when you like you travel around the country and you play against the best basketball players in the nation. And then it's just a lot of scouts. It's a lot of fun. Like It's like more intense than high school, pretty much. You play against a lot more people like from other high school. In high school, you just play against like people in your conference and then like you really don't go out a you you play against like people from different states different so you just get like a wide variety of like different people you get to play you could like actually see how good you really are and how you ranked against those kind of players so just to clarify you did not play basketball in middle school or uh, high school no i did not i played uh soccer you for played, a while oh for the school team yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, and then you started playing basketball at... It was like ninth grade, pretty much. So and you were in high school. Yeah, like, it was weird. Like, I started playing basketball, but I didn't, like, play professional. But I didn't really, like, organize. I didn't really take it seriously. I didn't have anyone to, like, show me a way, like, to go through and everything. So it was, like, kind of difficult, like, finding out. And by that time, I was, like, a senior in high school. So I took the junior, junior college route. So let's go back to the ninth grade when you said you started playing basketball. Mm -hmm. How did you start playing basketball in ninth grade? What team did you play on? Uh, what team? It was for my um like it was like my traveling team again, but it was like for the younger ages. It was my, for my rec team. It was a uh, McDonough Rec Center, mm -hmm. and then um this coach named Rob seen one time. He was like, you should uh, join uh, basketball. Because I grew like from eighth grade to ninth grade, I grew like five inches. 
so I was like six five in like ninth grade. So he was like, "Yeah, you should uh, you should try out playing basketball." I was like, "Okay, let me try this out." Found out I loved it, but it took me a while to develop and everything. Because I was like growing, and I didn't really play basketball when I was younger, so it was kind of hard to like adjust. And by then, I was like getting older, and it was getting harder to like put everything. Because it was getting later in my recruiting session. Like if I was like if I had the skills as a senior as I did as a freshman, I would have pretty much did good. But I think I did pretty well against other people because they've been playing like since they were in kindergarten and everything. So, yeah, it, just, it was just... So this travel that you said you played on, is it like a summer camp thing? Uh, Pretty much. Or is it during the school year? It starts in March and then um, goes all the way until July, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so how would you deal with that and going to school during high school? High school was pretty easy for me. I love, yeah. But you would travel a lot, wouldn't you? Uh, it would, but it was like I just had like great support. So like the teachers would understand, like help me out if I ever like needed to miss a class. They'd be like, okay, you could take this test later. You could take it before. Pretty much a yeah. So you started technically kind of your basketball journey when you went on that travel team. So tell me a little bit about your experience in that like four years or so that you played in travels. You said that you developed a lot and you grew up a lot like and you learned to play basketball so much during this time or that's when you learned the skill. So tell me about that because you said you didn't play it before kind of thing. It was just like like knowing like going against other people that were better than me and like bigger than me really helped me develop because like was I like I played against like people older than me like older age groups and that like really helped me develop because like I would have to like if I couldn't bully someone in the paint I would have to like develop my outside shot or like try to finesse my way to the basket so yeah it was just it was just a growing period and it was just like it was tough but it was fun I liked it loved it and then after that, you went to a community college in Hibbing straight away? Yep. And you played basketball there? Yep, for So tell years. me a little bit about that. For my first year, I was out because of, of an injury I had my senior year in high school of playing regs. I tore three ligaments. It was like a whole year process, and I tried to rush in my senior year. So it kind of affected me my, what do you call it, freshman year of college. So I didn't really play a lot, but then... um. As uh, the second year came, I was the third leading rebounder in the nation, and um, I had uh, a lot of scholarships to like go to NAIA schools, but that wasn't really the uh, like the path I was really trying to take. And why? Uh, I didn't know too much about NAIA schools, and um, I was like focusing getting like a degree like from a school too, and I didn't like really know like if they were like a credit. Like I just like. So what's NA? Let's start with that. NAIA schools, it's like a, it's not the NCAA, it's like another whole conference, like, it's like a whole different group of people you play with, like, you don't go into the NCAA, it's like two different organizations. Is there, like, any difference, or is it just, like, different organization? This is different organizations. You still play basketball, but it's just, like, um, it's like the Premier League and the league, it's just, like, two different, like, it's soccer, mm-hmm. but it's, like, two different, like... So it's not, like, different. one's better than the other, they're just different leagues? Uh... NCAA, it tends to be better, like the Division One, Division Two, but to be honest, like basketball, you just find like you can find good players in like any division, anywhere. Like you just like when you say you mean like 
going to like pro level or are you just saying like this like I, maybe I like going to pro level maybe mm. like what scholarships you get in school okay. like what is the difference between this and that these two leagues uh for like ncaa division one division two offer scholarships and then uh, like sports scholarships but then division three doesn't offer sports scholarships it doesn't offer any scholarships and if for nia schools i think it's only two divisions division one division two and they both offer scholarships like and if you want like go to school play basketball and get your tuition paid for nia school would probably be a good way to go but i just didn't know too much about like this like the school systems and like how they worked and like i was just like hoping i would have went like division one or division two not really knowing like anything else and then that just happened so you you said you got a bunch of offers, but you didn't know too much about them, so you didn't end up going down that route with the NA, is it called? NAI. NAI. Yeah. So how did you get all these offers that you're talking about? Partly because I was the third leading rebounder in the nation. So what's, like, how did you get to be in that position? How did I get to be in that position? Uh, Just playing. Just, like, over that summer, I, like, just, like, developed my ankles, and, like, I just... From the injury I sustained like two years ago, I really had to like work out, put work in, like and just like grind it out. At the end, it worked out, but me not knowing too much about the recruiting and all that, and my coach was kind of new too, so you didn't really know. But like, it was just—I wouldn't say sloppy, but it was just like I didn't know too much about it, and the people around me didn't really know too much about it either. So it was just like things just didn't work out as I planned it to be. So how did you get to be like the third in the nation? Um, and what position was it that you were third in the nation for? Oh, rebounding. Rebounding. So you were like third in the nation in rebounding. Mm-hmm. Like do you have to score certain points, play certain amount of matches? Like how did you get to be ranked for a second, third, fourth? Yeah, you just, you got to have a certain number of rebounds pretty much. It's like a stats. What's a rebound? Like you just, you know how you, like you shoot? Okay. And then you grab the ball. Uh-huh. That's a rebound. Okay. Like if you shoot and then you miss and whoever grabs it, that's a rebound. Okay. So that's pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you shoot and then like the other team gets the ball straight away. Oh, uh, yeah. But like something like, yeah. And then that's counted uh, as a rebound too. So it's like a defensive rebound and an offensive rebound. If the player shoots and then the player that shot, that team gets the rebound, that's called the offensive rebound. And if, like, the other team, like, didn't shoot the ball, gets the rebound, that's called a defensive rebound. But they're both rebounds at the end of the time. So it's just, like, you shoot, and then you miss, and whoever grabs it gets registered for, like, that one rebound. And is this, like, a competitive uh, spot, would you say? Yeah, it's, it's one of the higher stats out there, points rebounds assists and the assist is like when you pass and like yeah it's pretty yeah, it's high yeah yeah okay so now let's let's continue on with your journey with basketball okay i'm not really like a sporty person yeah. <laughs> so okay so you went to the school and then you got these offers mm-hmm. and you didn't feel like maybe it was the right fit for you and you didn't really like feel it at the moment so you mm-hmm. didn't end up registering or going into a school that's like an NIA or NAI, N-A-I, yeah. N-A-I league yeah. so that would, what did you do next I went to Stout which was an NCAA division 3 school UW I, Stout UW Stout yeah, I mean, okay. yeah like the coach really wanted me to go there 
and um uh, for some reason i just like it didn't work out and then um I how t- long did you play there i went there for like only one semester and then i left that semester so i didn't really like i played like in a few but i had to like i just left like i was like after i finished my classes i stopped going there for the next semester so then did you what have happened after that is that when you applied into uh washington state no i came to uw superior then when did you apply to washington state during like that hibbing time for like the two years so okay yeah this is what i wanted to get okay. into that washington state one yeah. so when you were still playing in hibbing mm-hmm. when you were getting these offers from schools or applying into schools yep. you applied into washington state uh the coach called me up okay. on the phone and he said um he asked me like was i interested in going to university of washington and i was like of course i want to go there yeah everything was like going as planned and then some way through like june in the summer he ends up getting fired and that like messed up a lot of the process so i had like limited options of like schools that i could pick and stuff i couldn't really go to the nia school because i already told that coach i didn't want to go there and then uw stout was the next option so let's speak a little bit about this whole coach firing thing because mm-hmm. i've met like two other people who has we've spoken about this before where they played for other schools that were like d1 or d2 schools and mm-hmm. then the coach gets fired and then they lose their spots so tell me a little bit about that how does that work and why does that happen oh when a new coach comes in he wants to implement his group of people so the people that that co- the other coach recruited doesn't always like he doesn't always want those kind of kids. So it is like really depends on the new coach if he wants like his kind of players that he wants or if he wants like new players to come in. It just all depends on the coach and like the style of play you want to do and like the kind of people you want to be around and like the kids you want to bring in here. And then because like you don't want to bring a kid in like with a scholarship, which is pays for all your tuition and all that. And then like him not produce or him not fit in the system that you want to play in because ultimately that coach wants to win and he has a plan of winning so he wants like he wants to just win that's pretty much it so he just does whatever is best if that player is really good he's going to bring that in him in if he's not he's just not gonna this is whoever this is whatever he thinks pretty much mm-hmm. it's kind of hard like to really say so like if you were already playing let's say in washington state Mm -hmm. and then the coach was to get fired would the new coach also get to pick who stays in the team and who leaves yes he gets to pick um who stays on scholarship or whoever like whoever he wants to feel because some people don't want to stay on the team if they're not getting a scholarship because that means they're gonna have to pay the full tuition Mm -hmm. it is all depends on that coach so so you almost had a shot at a D1 school and you were going to go there. Mm-hmm. And the coach called you and recruited you, so you didn't even like apply to go to that school. Mm-hmm. So how, how did it make you feel after you almost made it to a D1 school, you almost had a shot, and then you ended up losing it because of something that you didn't really do? Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. It was pretty depressing. I was like, because like if you go to D1, like your chances of going to pro is like a lot more higher and I was just like even if I didn't make it pro it still would have been like a good opportunity to go to like a division one like Pac-12 school it would have been like 
it would have been a growing experience, you know, and at least I would have, like, had a shot competing against, like, the best college, like, players mm-hmm. in the nation. And, yeah, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't the best time in my life, but, <laughs> you know, I got through it. I got through it, yeah. And then after that, you went to UW Stella. Yes. And you said you played for a semester, but things didn't work out down there. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. didn't it work out down there? It was kind of my fault, but their fault too i signed a housing contract and then um it was like the top-notch housing contract and i tried to cancel it but they wouldn't let me cancel it and i didn't realize until i actually had to pay it that it was like those houses cost like four thousand dollars more like on top of the tuition mm-hmm. so it would have been like eight thousand it was like either four thousand five thousand dollars so it would have been like ten thousand dollars extra just for housing and I wasn't really trying to, like, rack up a lot of student debt, all that. So, and the only way you can get out of that contract is if you left that school. So I ended up just leaving. I was planning to go back, because I was talking to coach, to go back to Stout, like, work out you know, during the summer, and then go back to Stout. But then I came up here to Superior, and then things didn't work out here either. <laughs> Why didn't things work out here at Superior? Uh, the change of the coaches. Like, I came here for one coach, and then a, he quits that same time. So I'm like, wow, this. And then another coach comes in. I really didn't connect with him. So I just ended up just quitting. I didn't really, like, see the worth of playing, to be honest, for, like, a coach that I didn't really want to, like, play with. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little, do you think there is a difference between playing for like D1 and D3? Yeah, it's a complete difference. Um, you're playing against like top athletes when you're going against Division One players. And in D3, it's it's not like, it's like different ranks in D3 too. Like UW Stout is in a WIAC conference and that's like one of the best, like in the, like the state of Wisconsin and even in the nation. And then the UMAC is like in the like the lower side for like sports and like basketball so yeah you you will see because like in division one two most of the time those are like people that are like professional like can be professional basketball players in the nba or like overseas division three you don't usually find that it's just people that like come to school here and just want to play basketball Mm-hmm. And then, it's, so you know, do you think like people in D three or sports in D three is more recreational rather than pro? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most of the people that graduate from D three usually some go overseas, and then, then some just go straight to working. And you, when you think about D three, you really don't think about like pro basketball players. It's like very rare to have like like a D three player go professional. So you liked basketball and you tried to give it a shot and just things happened pretty much from, from what we're seeing here. Pretty much, So yeah. what, what are your next plans? Are you going to try to pursue that again or what are you going to be doing now? Hopefully, I'm going to see whatever happens. Um, I just wanted to like finish my schooling, see that's my first number one thing I got to finish up school. And then, yeah, hopefully keep playing basketball. <laughs> Hope I can keep playing right after, yeah. <laughs> How could you get in playing after you finish college? Oh, uh, probably play like semi-pro. Okay. And then just uh, build connections to like go overseas, see whatever happens. So how so, would you play semi-pro? It's like a lot of teams. Like it's like down the cities too, like St. Paul and like Minneapolis. It's pretty big. So you just go to tryouts and you see if you're on the team. 
you are or you're not. And that's pretty much how it goes. So it's like pretty simple. So do you think or from like from your understanding of basketball, do more people get like opportunities to play like pro from semi pro teams or from playing like D1 school basketball? Uh, definitely Division 1. Division 1 is like I, I don't want to say, but it's like the gateway to go into the NBA pretty much or like pro- playing professional. You got a lot more connection. But it's just like a higher level. You're playing against like higher level people. So, yeah, pretty much. So now that you know it all and you kind of like went all through this and you understand it more, um, if you would do it all over again, how would you do it? Probably just do my research and just like go around actually like playing basketball at like a younger age, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third, like just and then keep developing. And a lot of the stuff that happened wasn't even like in my control either. So it was just probably just no what I was doing and just like have someone mentor me. So like if someone's graduating from high school and they're applying for college now, would you tell them to like straight away apply for D1 or go to a community college and play juniors for a little bit and then decide to apply for D1 or D2? Like how would you, how do you think is the better way to do it? It just depends on that player. It'd be like, and you don't really apply for it. You get like, like coaches that recruit you and you can like send out tapes and stuff but like it just all depends like absolutely you should play like junior college if you're not getting like division one division two or even division three offers but if you think like you should have been like ranked higher or you should play higher I feel like junior college would be the best way to go because that would probably give you the highest chance of like after you finish those two years to go and play at that level because it's like two more years of like developing pretty much okay um is there anything else i did not ask you that you would like to add or share or bring up i love this broadcast (laughs) thank you so much for being here so that's it for today's podcast i'd like to thank you for listening tune in next week for another podcast about the voices around you i'd like to thank kuws for allowing me to use their studios and dwolfmusic.com for the music in this podcast i'm olivia shalabi